Eroticus Power Press presents Lola Divina, reading from the audiobook, Thriving in Sex Work, Heartfelt Advice for Staying Sane in the Sex Industry, a self-help book for sex workers. Don't Fear the Future The problem with worrying about the future is that the rest of your life is a really long time. Who can say whether your checkered past will ever come back to haunt you? That fear, because it extends to the entirety of your time on Earth and your reputation once you're gone, can feel enormous. Getting outed does happen. So does getting doxxed, harassed, evicted, fired, and all the rest. What if you find yourself someday, facing the full Monica Lewinsky scrum, your name a national punchline for something you did years ago? In her TED Talk on shame and empathy, Monica talks about her parents' fear that shame would drive her to take her own life. It's not just her. A friend of mine, a former porn star and escort, took rational professional risks. He was cautious in his advertising and a low-key member of his local sex worker community. However, when he became involved with a famous client and the press found out about it, his life exploded. His name, image, and reputation were scandal fodder for years. What I've learned from the people I've known, directly and indirectly, who've had sex work thrown back in their faces is this. It is survivable. It's not pleasant, and it can take time. Worst case, you may have to move, find a new job, or change your name. But even Monica, our most widely shamed slut in a generation, came through it. There's no way to know for sure whether you'll suffer later in life for doing sex work. However, I do think it's helpful to break that fear down into its component parts. Not all disaster scenarios are equally likely or dreadful. Let's start with the nightmare, the full-court Elliot Spitzer-Ashley Dupre national media horror show. As long as you steer clear of celebrities, which, by the way, I recommend in no uncertain terms for precisely this reason, the odds are minuscule. Unless you're involved with someone famous, the media won't give a damn about you. It's worth remembering that however big you are today, the biz moves on. New blood feeds the beast. Big names today will most likely be forgotten a few years from now. Think about all the millions of former sex workers alive right now. How many can you name that were stars back in 2010? Now, if you run for the Senate, a shady past might damage you, sure. But usually these fears are overblown. Unless you have a criminal record, there's no real way to be found out. Investigative journalists don't dig up dirt on ordinary people. That treatment is saved for celebrities because there's money in it. If you don't use your real name, if you use discretion in your advertising, how is anyone going to make the connection? Now, I can hear you saying, what about my reviews? All those gory details. Review sites don't keep old profiles up. Who wants to read about a sex worker nobody can see anymore? If you don't believe me, in researching this book, I went back and tried to find my old working persona online. I left the biz in 2005. I could find none. Same for my friends, who aren't out as writers and activists. No trace anywhere. Then, doing due diligence, I researched all the links in Magdalene Meretrix's Turning Pro, a guide to sex work for the ambitious and the intrigued. I wondered how many of her online resources from 2001 were still valid. Of more than 40 websites listed, only two were active, even using an archive search engine. That's 5%.
That's not to say that your information, your profile, your story won't live forever online. But the saying that the internet is written in pen, not pencil, may prove not to be so true as it ages. It is far more likely that a few years after you retire, it'll be as though you never worked at all. Perhaps your fear is that some future employer or professor or loan officer will recognize you and that your new life will be destroyed. Let's take some time to think that fear through. First, start with the fact that off-duty sex workers tend to look a whole lot like normal people. Much of our allure stems from context. Leave open the possibility that outside of the club or the dungeon or the porn set, you don't make the same impression in your street clothes. Now, it's true, if you live in a small town, or if you had an especially large presence online, people might recognize you. You might feel safer moving or changing your look. But I can report I've run into several old clients around town in the years since I stopped working, and they didn't even notice me. No more than a flash of recognition on my part, and I went on with my day. Odds are I've been spotted as well, but if so, it happened without me knowing. So in reality, that prospect might not be anywhere near as grisly as we build it up in our minds. Also, anyone who recognizes you as once a client or a coworker themselves, while it's not impossible they'll call you out, tear you down, blackmail you, or otherwise make your life an unholy hell, it's unlikely. It's the kind of scenario screenwriters love that has very little to do with real life, like aliens blowing up the White House. Remember, everyone has their own lives to protect. Most likely they'll be more afraid of the damage you could do to their reputation than you are of them. Really, it boils down to this. Most people aren't evil. Chances are old clients will be delighted to see you, displaying some combination of embarrassment and curiosity while rooting for your success in your new life. There are professional fears, then there are personal fears. How will it be to make new friends and to have a love life with sex work in your past? At the core of that worry is the belief that sex work has stained us, making us unworthy and unlovable, that we only have two possibilities for the future, keep secrets or face rejection if we tell the truth. I'm here to tell you that the fear of the loss of all future love is a sad, scared myth. There are plenty of people in this world ready to adore us, just as we are. Still, it's a big fear. Here's my response. Just as I'm pretty sure that I'm never going to fall in love with someone who thinks waterboarding is sound policy or global warming is a hoax, I can't imagine ever feeling a soul connection with anyone who thinks that sex work is despicable. Someone with that worldview has a very tiny chance of ever making it off the front porch of my heart to be welcomed into the parlor. Take a moment to ask yourself, do you think you're going to be attracted to narrow-minded people in the future? Probably not. It's a whole lot more likely you're going to continue to live your life with integrity, and you'll never grow into someone you don't recognize. There's another way to look at all these anxieties, because another terror beats at the heart of them all. What many of us really fear is that we'll be the ones that make our lives miserable in the future. We'll be the ones who can't live with what we did. You hear about sad cases like Linda Lovelace from Deep Throat fame, going from porn poster child to born-again Christian, denouncing everything she ever did in the biz. It's safe to say that anyone who bounces between extremes like that would struggle with self-acceptance no matter what they do in life. But, of course, tragedy happens every day. 
The response to that fear is trusting we won't grow into someone we despise, or for that matter, into someone who despise our former selves. We know and love ourselves well enough that we will never reject our history. No matter who we become in the future, we will honor the choices we made when we were younger. We are the children of our past, just as we are the parents of our future. We give ourselves all the love, acceptance, and forgiveness we need to embrace ourselves in our entirety, confident and resilient to face whatever life brings next. You've been listening to an excerpt from Thriving in Sex Work, heartfelt advice for staying sane in the sex industry, available in paperback, ebook, and now as an unabridged audiobook. Learn more at loladivina.com. You can follow Lola on Twitter and Facebook. For Lola Davina, I'm Felicia Gotthelf. Until next time, be sweet to yourself.